And we're back out of the tunnel onto the floor for the second hour of Sports Talk. It's Funky Friday with me, Scott Patey, and the curator of funk himself, Evan Kahn. I know that this is uh, gaining quite a bit of traction around around the area, this this funk and how, how well it's uh, discerningly selected. It's infectious. <laughs> funk is infectious. You got the fever. And the only cure it's not is fungus. more funk. It's not fungus. It's a funk, funk that is infectious. Mm-hmm. We're glad to have you with us. Bob Osmussen, for his typical world, according to Bob, is coming up. Also, Matt Daniels from the News Gazette sports pages, the editor of that section, and Illini HQ. At the top of the hour, we'll start fighting Illini game day and the Ryan Dallas real estate pregame show. It's Illinois Hoops against Maryland. The Terps are ranked number 22 in the country. They're 7-0. First-year head coach Kevin Willard. And Illinois 6-1, ranked number 16 in the country. On Tuesday, it was Syracuse. Now it's Maryland for Illinois. Then Texas on Tuesday night in New York City, Madison Square Garden. And then Penn State next Saturday. So this is a bit of a stretch. For the Illini. I'd say the next two are undefeated. Texas getting another top 10 win last night at home against Creighton. And Maryland's off to their hot start. So Illinois got their their work cut out for them. And we'll see what this team is made of in the early season. I think guys are probably going to have to knock down a few more shots here in the next couple of days. But the defense hasn't been lacking for the Illini in any of the games so far, and that's going to travel everywhere. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I'm trying to think. Has there been a stretch where you go, man, you're just not playing good defense? No. No, like even even against Virginia, right, the, the, the game that they lost, and I think they might have given up their most points on the season in that game, they would get stops. It's just they couldn't string together stops, and yeah. that, that was what was their downturn And there. got a little handsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and kept putting the, them on the line. Yeah, so I, I guess but to me that was not, boy, you got out-schemed out or you're just not hustling. That was, um, you know, I mean, Brad said it, you just you got to be – got to be tougher well and, and you got to be more disciplined and, and that's going to be the the case today if they're going to do the the switch in one through five we know maryland's a, a big team they're not quite as big as they've been in the past but they've got reese down low and dante scott's going to post you up and, and of course they've got dudes that are going to get downhill and, and get to the rim not not a whole bunch of three-point shooting from maryland so uh willard has kind of kept that identity for them so they're gonna have to stop guys from getting to the paint without fouling them and uh be be communicating on those switches. Did you know that Maryland has not only won every game they've played, they have won every half. No. They are one of three teams in the nation to have outscored their opponents in every half played thus far. So they are 7-0 and in games, and they are 14-0 and <laughs> in 20-minute stretches. All right. Does it say who the other two teams are? Uh, Houston and UConn. Well, UConn's a little bit of a shocker, but Houston makes sense. I guess UConn's, are they really number eight? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, what tournament did, were, no, they weren't out in Maui. They were somewhere over the weekend, and, and they won a, a bunch of games over the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Uh, Illinois women's basketball also off to a great start. They are shooting the ball from beyond the arc at a nation-best 44%. Ooh. 
Caught up with Shauna Green today, the Illini's first-year head coach, and asked her about the incredible pace that they're shooting at. I really didn't think that we would shoot it at this level. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, you know, so, but now that I see them, and now I see them in practice, and now I see how much work they're putting in, you know, I, I'm just as confident as they are when they shoot it right now. I think you know, it, it's always going in. So, you know, knock on wood, we can continue shooting at that level. Um, and, and as the defenses, you know, ramp up, I hope we can still shoot at that. But even Indiana, you know, they like to collapse inside. You're going to get a lot of inside-out looks. And, and we got to shoot at a, at a high level if you want a chance to beat them. Well, obviously the ball has to go in, but how much this, are these system threes and how much are these tough shots that are being made? You know, a lot of them, I think, and I've talked about this before, I think some of our players are really thriving in the system, in our transition. You know, we're getting them open looks. But then, you know, I always say we can get you open looks, but it's up to them to make them. And, and credit to our players for putting the work in, putting the, rep, you know, the reps in in the gym. You, know, you have them in here shooting now. So the, it's, not just a, it's not just luck. <laughs> you got to work. And, and, you know, they've, they've been coachable on technique and follow-through and footwork to, to really increase their percentages as well. Illinois just routed Pitt. Mm-hmm. on Wednesday, scored 92 points in the game and did not score in the final four and a half minutes. It'd be like that sometimes. They were quite literally Steph Curry with the shot right now. Steph, a career 32 point, or 42.8% three-point shooter. So Illinois women's basketball is maybe better than Steph Curry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, well. in a seven-game stretch, yes, they have been, but... I, I mean, that, that's still an incredible for, for any stretch, and it's, it's giving Illinois women's basketball some momentum that, they, that, that I haven't seen in a long time. No, and I understand the competition hasn't been top to bottom that great in terms of the teams they've played, and it's going to be real on Sunday against Indiana. And I, I don't know what to expect out of that, but I, I think they'll give them a good game. Um, but... The, when you start compiling wins like this early in a season, they're talking about it. it. It starts to instill a little bit of, hey, we can do this, we can win. And part, half that team right now is doesn't know the history. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they know the history, but I mean, they're not part of... They don't know you go to Indiana and lose. Right. They just... they just The past is... And Shauna Green intentionally had not watched any film of any Illinois women's basketball from before this year she intentionally just said this is the start and this is where i will look and i don't know how how good or how you know whatever the record's going to be at the end of the year the team's better and i could tell you just talking to the coaching staff and the players it's just different and you have a sense of they have a plan they know what they want to be and they know how they want to get there Mm -hmm. um and and it they well, they just didn't have that last go around, so so things are looking up. I I think and and they're playing entertaining basketball too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Shauna Green ha- has an identity of an idea of what she wants her, her teams to look like. I, I don't think when we talked to Shauna Green uh, last week or a, a couple weeks ago, I don't think it can be overstated enough. Being able to bring in players that have played under you and be able to instill that culture with the other teammates, I, I, I don't think that the what, what Makira Cook and Bryn Chopil bring 
to to that culture just to to jumpstart it and, and kind of like Illinois football sure they've beaten up on maybe competition that's not the same level but they've taken care of business and the business that they're supposed to take care of and those were the teams on the schedule and they did what they they wanted to do and get those wins and Sunday should be a good test to see where exactly they're at because Indiana is is good so Adalia McKenzie had a career high. Uh, she is starting to be a standout among standouts offensively for Illinois. And she talked about the three-point barrage against Pitt. When we were hitting all those threes, I was just on the bench like, oh, my gosh, like, we're <laughs> killing it. But, yeah, it was really fun just to see how, like, we're just hitting all those open shots and just getting our game going. Well, you just said open shots. So what is happening in your system to create those open shots? Just like uh, dribble drive, attacking, and a lot of teams will collapse just because we attack really well. So then when they collapse, just hit that open person. It's just also having that IQ as well. Obviously your point totals are standing out, but how do you think you've grown from last year defensively? Yeah, I've grown a lot, um, honestly. My defense fuels my offense. Like I put a lot of emphasis on getting stops and not letting anyone score on me. But it's grown a lot simply just from like putting in extra work with our strength coach. And Coach Green, we always talked about like trying to get Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. So that's one of my goals. What's kind of been the key for you the last couple of games I mean, um, of getting to the point totals that you've been able to get to? Honestly, just staying in attack mode and just being aggressive on the offensive end. And, you know, I just want to win, and whether it's through rebounding, scoring, boxing, I just want to do it all. That's Adalia McKenzie. And Illinois will tip it off at 1 p.m. in Bloomington on Sunday. You'll hear it here. Mike Coon on the call for that. Of course, we've got Illinois men's hoops tonight, and then it's championship weekend. Uh, uh, let's see. Is there somebody playing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Pac 12s tonight. And if you are, I guess if you are wanting Illinois to be in the best bowl possible, you are a Utah fan tonight. You would like USC to lose and possibly lose their playoff oh. spot and see Ohio State go back into the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that is the case. Although I, I mean, as the politics and the drama behind the scenes of these bowl games play out, I don't know how much exactly it matters where you you finish as far as the Big Ten. If, you know, this bowl doesn't want Ohio State and that bowl doesn't want Penn State, you know, who knows where where they're going to end up sending them. But um, the shockwaves will be sent through college football if there is an upset tonight. All I'm saying is it opens up more options Mm -hmm. if two Big Ten teams are in the college football playoff and both commissioners of the SEC and the Big Ten today were touting the virtues of their two SEC of, of having two teams from their conference in the four-team playoff and, and why it should be and and uh, I I don't know I get why commissioners have to stand up for their conference but also it's like just just let the committee select mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that we need to lobby guys we get it Georgia's in Michigan's in TCU is probably in Win or well, lose. If Michigan loses to Purdue, though, I, I, I don't know how likely that is, but... 16 and a half. Yeah, it's a big number. But they've got a defensive lineman with legal issues. They've got, who knows, I, I, I don't can't imagine that McNamara is much of a distraction, but all that stuff is going on as well. Plus, they spent the last 14 weeks preparing for Ohio State. I can't imagine they've spent as much time watching Purdue film, so... Who knows? Yeah, Jeff Brom's always got a trick or two up his sleeve and has had a propensity to knock off a really highly ranked team, although at home. 
Oh, is that the and what? They picked off Ohio State a few mm-hmm. years ago, and and maybe maybe they go on the road to I, I can't remember, but they they've they've gotten one mm-hmm. or two. And it's a neutral site. It's closer to Purdue's home campus than it is Michigan. Although Michigan fans are everywhere, mm. it, worth mm-hmm. watching in that sense. Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm invested in tomorrow for sure. The world, according to Bob, no doubt he's invested. He loves every college football game possible. If you've seen the Sickos Committee on Twitter, I think Bob could be their mascot. <laughs> we'll talk to Bob when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Illinois women's basketball coach Shauna Green. We're in action this Sunday. Listen in on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. I believe the Algonquins pronounce it caramel. <laughs> it's Milwaukee. If you're from, is it Carmel, Indiana, or Carmel? I'm and I think sure. it's different in California. California definitely Carmel. I th- I'm guessing Carmel, Indiana. That's my guess. Uh, that sounds like Indiana kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm from Carmel. <laughs> Not touching it. Not touching it. Bob Osman is here from for the world, according to Bob. Not enough bulls. Not enough conference championships oh, man. for you. Matt. Matt always gets mad at me, or just teases me about my love of bowl games. I would watch. I watch a lot of them. There's 41. I think. I think yes. I'll watch. I'll watch a chunk of most of most of them. I watch all of several of them. I believe one five and seven team is likely to make Correct. a bowl. That's already right. Rice. Right. Oh yeah, Sounds yeah. Like, they're they're projecting I rice. Yep. Yeah. Where's Illinois going? They, I think they're going to Nashville. I wrote this for tomorrow. I, I didn't write specifically. That's where they're going for sure. But here's what I did, I did the other day. I called some Bull Scouts, and guess who called me back? Nashville guy from Nashville. So I think yeah, it's usually a sign that I'm going to get the ball rolling. You know, it's three breaks away, a little bit more than that for the game. If I'm that guy, I call me. I get I get on the radio. Get get me on the phone. Tell me, tell me get, all get the about fans this. thinking about. And, hey, maybe I'm frankly, going. For me, if I'm Illinois, that's the game I want because it's so close. You can have a five and a half hour drive, a great town, a great town, and you can have especially a bunch for of, bachelorette parties. Bunch of, but your bunch of bunch of your fans can be there. Mm. I think I think a team that's coming off of a really good season, first good season in a long time. I think what you want is access to them in the, in the postseason because this is, hasn't happened since I go back to 94 when I played the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, which is drivable. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the last closed bowl game you only played in. Yeah. Does, though, does the Music City Bowl have maybe an image? Is it, rel- is it seen as a, a, quote, lesser bowl? Not to me. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. I looked at the schedule, first of all, and I, wrote again, wrote about this. It's on ABC. That's a good sign. And the two playoff games of that day, that's that's the only other games, playoff games, only all the bowl games that day. you got the Music City Bowl, two playoff games. That's it. Huh. So people are going to watch football will we'll get this game. They'll watch this game, and, and, and it funnels uh, into the playoff games. And it's going to be an SEC opponent. It's going to be probably Kentucky. So, again, pretty appealing, pretty, pretty appealing game. Would you rather be on January January one or two? I'm sorry, this year two. Mm-hmm. Yes, normally, but no because it's so crowded. This year there's no crowd. You're not going to be having people switch from game to game. You're going to be have one game. It's Illinois, so to me, it's the perfect event. Close and perfect. 
So I, I want to ask a couple college football playoff sure. questions. Do you think last week's performance by Ohio State is the reason USC is in the number four spot? If that, I think it was probably that heading that way closer. anyway. But the way they, no, I think the way you're right, the way they played, but it might have not mattered. And I think, to me, Southern Cal, all they got to do, win tonight, you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think that was clear. They lose. And to me, they're the only team in the, in the playoffs right now that can fall out. If they lose, then I think Ohio State slides in. And that changes things for the Big Ten some, but won't change on the way destination, I don't think. What about a Michigan loss? Doesn't matter. You don't think it matters. Be they're, they're they won they so won the Big, big. Ten. They're in. They, they they'll probably right now. What's happening tomorrow is positioning. So let's say Michigan wins and Georgia loses. To me, then you go one two. You flip them. Mm. So Michigan will be one. Georgia two. Uh, frankly, that's what you want. You don't. You want to. You want to be that one spot and play the four. Which will likely be well. Greg out. Sankey says if LSU wins, they should be back in the playoffs. Yeah, he's insane. But uh, <laughs> didn't they he just also lose? Thinks Tennessee to, has merit. Didn't they just lose to Texas A and M? They did. Week? And Tennessee doesn't have Hendon Hooker, so Tennessee yeah, isn't not, Tennessee. Well, that shouldn't really matter, but it does. It matter. does. It, it, does it, right? It's a different team when you don't yeah, have your quarterback. I, you know, and I do think that Michigan, they're basically playing for one tomorrow, and I think uh, TCU again if they lose. It'd be really hard to see them drop out. I just don't think Ohio State jumps and they jumps them. When you look at TCU's schedule, too too good to, to be knocked out. So TCU favored by a point and a half. Yet Kansas State can't play into the right. This is where and, and this is is the new college football doing automatic qualifiers for conference championships? No, I don't think they've said that yet. Because that think, was that was part of the initial proposal. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't. They should. Well, I don't think they should at all. I don't think there should. Well, be a, I think you're right. I, I want the twelve. I want the twelve best teams. I don't care what conference they game. But I want on. meaningful conference championship games. If well, we're going to do fine. conference championship games, otherwise, but, what's the point? Well, well, I think those may go away. Frankly, when I well, I think when you go oh, to a, I think when yeah. you go to a twelve team playoff, it's going to be hard, pretty hard to sell a conference title game. Because that, that's because pushing you to no seventeen, eight game, eighteen games, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have a reason for it. You're going to play. 12 games in the regular season, you're going to come up with the 12 best teams. I don't think there's any reason to play a conference title game, except mm. for the money. But you're going to get extra money from the playoffs, so why even bother with that? There's so many there's so many downsides to playoff championship games that I just don't see a reason for that. Yeah, mm. but now you're going to have, you know, the, let's say the what is regarded as the third best team in the Big Ten. Okay. Let's just say this year is Michigan— Ohio State, Penn State. And, and Penn State. Right now, there's going to be conversation like, should Penn State be in the well, field of me, twelve? Penn State would be in right I now. I think right? right now they would be in. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they would be in. I think Illinois, have they not lost those two games they lost, they would have a chance. I mean, twelve teams is so perfect to me. It's going to do everything they needed to do twenty years ago, thirty years ago. But I did. I do think big a Big Ten title game might not be a reason for it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll make a the call. On that, we'll see. Yeah, well, in kind of a, along those lines, I read it, an article today. It 
it's a, a few weeks old, but I, I think it kind of it did become official this week with the Rose Bowl adding right. in so that we know that the the college football playoff is going to expand. The, the article argued that it's going to lessen the importance of the regular season, whereas uh, no, to me, no. it, I, I think it, it right. makes every game matter more because every the second you lose right now, it's like, okay, now we've got to get some help. Whereas in the future model, it's like we lose, okay, we're going to get a, a worse seed, but right. we're still in the hunt. But the good thing is... In Ohio State, which looked like the one of the teams to beat all along, with the new model, would be in. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I like the fact you can lose one game and survive. It's going to be we're, we're going to have a big difference of the two and three three lost teams. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah. I think the SEC will get McCarthy. What I like the, like the SEC to do, I've been complaining about this forever. Play a nine game kind yes. of schedule, you jerks. Come on. <laughs> Everybody's doing? everybody's going to go to nine now, well, they right? To, they should once once everybody's I, conferences that, expand. They, that week where the SEC was playing all these FBS, FCS schools, like it's comical. like it's two thousand seven again. Just comical. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. I'm glad they're going to. Hopefully, they'll get away from that and, and play nine games. And I think you'll get. I think you'll get the, potentially the best twelve teams in the playoffs. Is that tournament is going to be awesome? I, and I love the NCAA basketball tournament. It's great. I love all. The baseball tournament is great, but that thing is going to be the best thing they've ever had in college sports. Not not even close. There'll just be new arguments about who's not in. Well, that's okay. That if you're the thirteenth team, you probably deserve not to make it. Yeah, I don't frankly. think. Yeah, there's so, not as fine of a line yeah, between not, four and six as there is. Yeah, and you count on the selection committee to be smart about it, make sure they get right teams or what they think are the best teams. But I think there's no. To me, there's no downside. The first round buy, actual buys, will yeah. be, be the proper thing to do. But, really, I mean, there is maybe some argument with four teams, but don't you feel like, yeah, usually we get the best four? No. No, you, because there's mm. not a best four. There's a best five or six almost every year. Now, almost yeah. every year, there's the next team, this should be the State, that can say, we really deserve to be in there. So I think there's too many teams that they deserve to be in. I think when you go to 12, there will not be a team that says, well, we really got ripped off. Oh, yeah. They'll say that. They'll say it, but they'll, they'll be incorrect. And, and I know you were a big, an early proponent of the 16-team no, format. No, actually, I, once I heard about I never thought about 12. I thought they'd be either be 8. 8 or 16. But once they talked about 12, it made, made perfect sense to me because there's an advantage of being that team in the top four. That's a big deal. Right? So Is right there- now... It's a, I think it'll be a huge deal. There's also an advantage to having a game on your campus. Mm, mm-hmm. That's true. And if you're a get the buy, you won't the get fina- that. The financial windfall from that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that'll be shared. I'm sure that'll be shared. But, be shared. Uh, I think just, the advantage there is really more the idea marketing. You do your advantage in playing at home is going to be huge. I mean, if you're a perennial Georgia, for example. They're never going to get to host a playoff game. Well, they'll probably, but they'd rather have the bye, honestly. Yeah, I they travel too. well. And the, and the really cool thing to me, let's say it was this year, somebody is going to Columbus in December. Okay, how cool. And hopefully it's somebody from the south or west, <laughs> hopefully it's Oregon or Oregon State, or somebody is just not used to that. I think they'd be awesome. So I, th- I think those games are going to be so cool. People keep talking about the, this is going to thin out the thing. No, not at all. It's going to be better. And I promise we're going to say a lot of opt-outs here next week or two. 
guys are not going to play in the bowl. Nobody's opting out of the a playoff. Right. Nobody. Not no. a single player ever. Not because you know what? Then if you do that, you're telling the NFL, you know, I'm not sure about those playoff games you'll play in the NFL. So I think the NFL look they'll frown upon that badly. So well, I think guys, guys on their teams. The best players will play in those playoff games, I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, like, how many have opted out in the seven, eight years that it's been implemented? It's like, a lot. Big number, but it's going to be well, I mean, a playoff none. team. Almost yeah, none. yeah, nobody. No, almost none, and I don't think there'll be any. Yeah. I really don't. Matt Daniels is going to join the party here in just a few minutes. I want to let you know about Seago Under Construction. Right now you can see what they're doing for a commercial space at Fast Lane Wraps, how they're getting that all redone and spruced up. You want to see a walkthrough on what they're doing? Head to their Facebook page right now. I've been telling you about what they can do for your home, and I don't want to diminish that. Just want to remind you that if you have a commercial space, maybe you're an owner or manager, you want to start thinking, see you under construction can help you out, whether it's an addition, a renovation, or a redo. They can do it. And they have skilled tradespeople right in-house in HVAC, electric, and plumbing. One of the things that means for you as a client is there's no subcontracting. They have the experts in one house, so they so they know how to scheme that whole thing uh, in one room, in one place, and attack it without having to uh, make more confusion with the whole thing. So check out See You Under Construction. They're at seeyouunderconstruction.com. Matt Daniels with us after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Funky Friday, OSF Illini Friday as well, which is brought to you by OSF On-Call Urgent Care with same-day walk-in care for minor illnesses and injuries. Go to osfhealthcare.org for locations. Scott, Evan, Bob Osmussen, and now Matt Daniels. He's the editor of the News Gazette sports pages on IlliniHQ.com. Welcome to the party. Thanks for having me. We are always grateful to have you. How you been? Uh, busy good it's one of those weeks that uh you look up and it's friday afternoon and you wonder where it went <laughs> yeah it is a it is evaporated quickly and it's not even close to done no not at all got a uh, big illinois game tonight obviously at maryland then sunday afternoon the uh bull watch 2022 continues i uh, don't yeah. know exactly the where timing where are you setting the odds music city bowl okay everyone's going that way yeah it was just a while ago that everyone was thinking it was a Florida Bowl. Yeah, but I think not playing in the Big Ten title game. Uh, I think if Purdue loses to uh, Michigan tomorrow night, I think they're kind of destined for the Citrus Bowl. They've never been, or they have, they've only been once, I believe, in, in the the Bulls' history. Um, yeah, I, either way, it's it's a quality bowl game. In a Nashville should be fairly warm, decent weather on New Year's Eve. 11 a.m. kick, I think. You get to watch that game and then this. Two playoff games. Yeah, two playoff games yeah. are that day, and then you get to enjoy the Music City. And I don't know. I, there could be worse spots like Detroit uh, for the <laughs> Quick me, Lane I Bowl. I think it's optimal. I really do. Nashville? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 370 races. miles from Champaign. It's a five and a half hour drive. Great city. Yeah. Going the speed yeah. limit? Five hour drive, four and a half. <laughs> Depends how fast you can get down Interstate 24. I've only been there a couple of times, but every time I've gone there, first of all, the food's great, and there's so much to do there. And from an inside baseball's perspective, if uh, the press box there is a very good vantage point 
Oh. Uh, for as far as media wise, really? All right, yeah, all right. Well, you're, you guys you're are pretty, starting to sell me on this. Uh, Eastern played it. Oh, you Tennessee? They played Tennessee State when I was in college. In, at, uh, in Nissan? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. I don't think it was Nissan Stadium then. I just remember we got served cold hot dogs in the before the pregame. Well, hopefully, they didn't do this. Don't that do sounds that. like that sounds like college baseball <laughs> for you. <laughs> we were uh, we were not. Uh, Here's not your a cold hot dog. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they're getting a new stadium for football. That's going to be a palace. They are. I mean, Nissan Stadium's a nice spot. I mean, it's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Kind of right off the interstate there. Yeah, I guess this, this game, the first year, was played in Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was building mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Nissan or whatever Virginia it Virginia Tech, Alabama, I want to say, was the first okay. game. And then Big Ten got in there about 10 years later. And mm-hmm. really smart decision by Big Ten to be part of that deal, to me. Uh, we had a nice um, breakdown of the shot clock starting to get worked into high school basketball. And we're going to see it this this month. Yeah, it's uh, it's going on right now at uh, the Toyota of Danville Classic over at St. Joseph Ogden High School. Uh, games are going on right now tonight. They've got three games over there, and then tomorrow they've got uh, four games all involving the shot clock. Uh, Saint 35 Joseph, seconds. 35 seconds shot clock. Uh, SJO is also going to host uh, uh, Christie Clinic shootout on January 7th. 14 teams from across the state come to... To St. Joe, and they're going to use a shot clock for that as well. Those are the only two right now in the area that are approved for use by the HSA, and uh, they did not get the Toyota of Danville Classic one approved until I think five days or so before the tournament started. Uh, a lot of it's only in use if you get it approved for kind of shootout type events or tournaments. So you're going to see several holiday tournaments use it. I'd imagine that list will probably grow here. Uh, possibly in the next couple weeks or so before the the glut of holiday tournaments happens across the state. But um, I think it's inevitable that it's coming in the near, not too distant future for high school basketball, two to three years. I think you're going to see it probably start every single game. Uh, so uh, it's kind of just a trial basis right now. And, girls too? Uh, it's a, There's a few girls shootouts that have been approved for it, uh, mainly up in the Chicagoland area right now, but nothing here locally uh, so far, and uh, we'll see if, if that is a trend that, uh, that picks up at all. The world, according to Bob Osmussen, has uh, become partly uh, the universe, according to Matt Daniels here, <laughs> on a funky Friday edition of Sports Talk. Again, brought to you by OSF Medical Group's Primary Care. Prime, uh, provider offers seamless care from birth to seniors. Go to osfhealthcare.org to learn more. Is there still the, the small school, big school split that we were hearing early on when it comes to the shot clock? As I, they don't were trying to think, decide? I don't think there is. Um, I mean, all the teams that are at the Toyota of Danville Classic at St. Joe this week are either 1A or 2A schools, and they're all local teams, too. Uh, you got Schlarman, Paxson Buckley Lodo, Watsika, Cisna Park, La Salette, Oakwood are all over there. Um, I, I think you're probably going to see it more uh, in the Chicago land area. I mean, tomorrow, for instance, uh, well, actually tonight and tomorrow, is the Chicago Elite Classic, uh, which is being held on the Credit One Union Arena uh, on the UIC campus. used to be the UIC Pavilion. Um, a lot of top teams uh, for that. Uh, kind of the marquee matchup in, in that one is tomorrow night. St. Rita plays uh, Simeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Rita obviously has Morez Johnson and Illinois commit. And they've offered three other uh, starters, key contributors for St. Rita. The line I have as well. Um, but that event will have the, the shot clock in use. And again, too, and uh, Colin Likas, I thought, wrote a really great explanatory story just uh, detailing kind of the changes. And just from talking to several coaches, too, I don't think they're more worried about the offensive possessions because I think they've I think high school basketball's progressed enough where they're not 
you don't have offenses nowadays that are the four corners, spread it out, stall, hold the ball at midcourt type of things uh, with the influx of AU basketball. Four passes. I yeah, want four passes. Exactly. <laughs> white picket fence. Uh, with the influx of AU basketball, I think you see kids that are used to getting the ball up and down the court. Um, I think more so they're, what they're trying to focus in on is just on the defensive side and, and showing the players that, hey, if you really lock down for 25, 30 seconds defensively, which can be feel like a really long time, especially in the half court at all, I think that's where you kind of see some of the uh, the interesting uh, dynamics kind of play out with this uh, with this new rule. What was that team last year that played, and maybe Colin wrote about this, that played a really low-scoring title game? Uh, Monticello played Nashville in the Class 2A right. state title game. Nashville painful. won 32-31. No, no overtime, right? That was right. That was uh, regulation. No, it was regulation. Uh, the, it was the, one of the state semifinal games in 2A that Thursday afternoon was uh, DePaul College Prep in Nashville. Yeah, that's it. That was, I believe, 31-27 to 27 or something in double overtime. That's got to end. Yeah. Do you, that's gotta do go you remember your kids' birthdays yeah my uh middle son sullivan turns uh six on december 15th well i'm just checking because you remember all these other things and i'm just making sure you're not using <laughs> up my wife too tells much me to pick up something on the way home i'll forget those <laughs> too much hard drive space <laughs> yeah i probably do um remembering the semi-final scores <laughs> of a game from last year in, yeah. in a state with four classes yeah I, all three of my kids names are s's though so i do get them confused at times well, well that's so understandable so everybody that gets their kids confused yeah. the bad thing is birthdays. when you call the kids the dog's name that's a bad thing. haven't done, done that, that yet i've done that a lot <laughs> i've called hank murphy a lot and you didn't get murphy until hank was probably know, what 18 really, yeah, or so really bad. wow so, somebody let the kid out Hard to get out. Um, (laughs) Do we have a standout basketball team right now on the boys' side? So hard to say right now. Um, I've I've heard rumblings that there's not really a a a great team. There's not a Mm -hmm. maybe there's a coach listening is going to take exception to that. So I'm just. Well, I mean, I'm just asking. Monticello had a great year last year. Finished second in state in Class Two. They lost. They graduated four of their starters. Uh, Kevin Roy, though, is one of the area's premier coaches. They're always going to be competitive. Tuscola, I'm kind of intrigued about. Although they did lose a heck of a player in Jalen Quinn, who's now at Loyola Chicago, was uh, our our all area player of the year last year after leading him to a sectional title. They play Salt Fork tonight. Uh, Jordan Quinn, his younger brother, is a junior who's pretty uh, pretty talented. Locally here in Champaign, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, Centennial uh, played out at Lincoln Thanksgiving week in a very tough eight-team tournament. Uh, finished up, uh, I believe, one in three at that event. Danville off to kind of a slow start, too. Muhammad Seymour, who was our preseason number one, uh, off to a slow start as well. Although one of their best players last year was Blake Walters, uh, standout baseball pitchers, committed to go to Arizona to, to pitch. Uh, I don't believe he's playing basketball this winter for the Bulldogs, oh, wow. so that has a, a huge effect on on their program right now. Although they'll they'll rebound, they'll be competitive once February March rolls around. St. Joseph Ogden, I think, is probably the one that probably has a lot of eyeballs on it, just because you have a Division One talent in Ty Pence, a known commodity, six six, two hundred pound wing, who's a elite level scorer, can get it done at all three levels, outside shooting. Really, when he wants to take over a game, he can just dominate, especially mm-hmm. at the small school level. I'd be interested, in, you know, Unity down in Tolono. Matt Reed's got a competitive program year after year. Uh, they only graduated two seniors last year from a team that played in a regional title game, so uh, they're kind of intriguing. Champaign Central, Lacante Knicks, they had a rough year last winter, but uh, think of a guy that 
you know, lives and breathes Champaign Central basketball. That's the Conte Knicks, and I know he wants nothing more than to, to turn that program around. So I think in a couple of weeks we'll have kind of a better idea, especially once holiday tournaments roll around. But right now it's just kind of – there's no one premier team, I would say, in the area right now. All right, what's coming up this weekend in the paper? Yeah, Bob's got a great story uh, in, in Sunday's uh, News Gazette on uh, just the journey of Chase Brown and, and Sidney Brown, uh, a lot of hardships that the families had to, to oh, overcome. Yeah, poll question. Mm-hmm. Should should Chase Brown play in the bowl game? Yes. He should, but he won't. He should. He won't. He won't. No, he won't. I don't oh. think there's no way he'll play. Maybe you'll we'll find out Sunday afternoon. Right, but I don't think he's playing the bowl game. I don't think he should. Huh. So he if he's right here and you he said Bob, what do you think I should do? I told him to play, but I, I but I don't think he will play because they think there's too much at risk there for him. You get your knee torn up in the bowl game means nothing. I mean the only the only tiny little bit of thing is the record season record, but mm-hmm. that's not a big. They don't care about that. He's one of the best running backs. I, I'll say this right now: he should be a Hall of Famer. I don't know why. Five years from now, mm-hmm. call him back. Say you're in the Hall of Fame. I really think they should do that. So I don't think he needs to do anything, anything else to prove himself. Is Robert Holcomb in the Hall of Fame yet? No, he will, he will be. Okay. I, I, I would say he, you put Holcomb in before. Right, that's what Chase you do. Brown. He's first, and then I think uh, Holcomb, the ball carrier. <laughs> I think, then I think Chase Brown goes in. I, I but I don't think I'll play in the play, uh, bowl game. I really don't. I think Illinois is going to be missing some guys. You're just going on a hunch there. Or you got some insight into. No, I just I just assume okay. because I don't think you know what happens though when you assume. You make a mistake. <laughs> um, I think I think if you look at it from a logical standpoint, if you're going to be in an NFL draft pick, which of these guys are going to be, you don't go. So same with Devin Witherspoon. Oh, he definitely can't play. No, he oh. did, no way he can play. First round, he's probably a first round pick. He what about be. a Newton or a Randolph or? A- uh, if they're going pro, they can't play. They, they should go to the game. I hope they go there. I hope they go down there and go to the Well, I, I think that, that's conversations, obviously, that Brett Bielman and his players are going to have to have, and I'm sure they've discussed that. Uh, he wants them all there. Yeah. And, of and, course. And I think it's up to the player, too. Right. Uh, I think and for a lot of these— It could be an individual. Well, really, I think a lot of these players take a lot of pride in, in oh, what yeah. they've accomplished. And I, I think, obviously, the way they finish November, I think, has a lot to do with this conversation because mm-hmm. if you're playing— if you're playing an Indy tomorrow night in the Big Ten title game, or if you've got a shot to play at the Rose Bowl, I think right. that has some effect. And I think, too, I mean, Citrus Bowl kind of has a – if you get there, which, again, I don't think is going to happen. I think the Music City Bowl is kind of right in their, their pocket right now. But they have a chance to play in a more prestigious bowl game. I think that would add to the luster of, of playing in a bowl game. I do think, like a Palcho, Alex Palczewski, I think he'll play in the bowl. I think I think some of the linemen will play. Linemen are generally at lower risk. It's a little safer. Yeah, I think I'll skull guy. I don't know if you'd want to tell it to Paucho though, considering he tore his ACL playing Correct. the game. Correct. So that's that's a great point. So uh, how many I, players do you think are not going to play in the bowl game? Anywhere from five to eight. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm right. I'm guessing both Brown brothers, and I'm guessing Devin Witherspoon. Somebody in his family will say you cannot play in the game. Because you're going to be, you're going to make a fortune here a little bit. You can't play, so look forward to your column, Bob, and all the other things you were going to tell us, Matt, <laughs> about what's coming in the Sorry. paper. <laughs> no, that's all right. Oh, I, 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 Lauren Tate. You're just going to have to open the paper and find out, yeah. Yeah, or click on AlanaHQ.com. Lauren Tate, also uh, Illinois women's basketball, big game Sunday afternoon. We'll have coverage leading up to that against uh, Indiana on Sunday. 
Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Illinois game day coverage is coming up on the other side of this. It's News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Hope you enjoyed Funky Friday on an OSF Illini Friday.